I'm joined by Ted DiBiase Jr. right now. You know him from his work in WWE. Uh, he has uh, a new business venture. It's called 16 Creative, where they're helping heroes and legends tell their stories online. We're going to talk about that. Uh, some stuff from your wrestling career. How are you doing today? Yeah, man. It's uh, doing well, buddy. Uh, appreciate you having me on. And thanks for uh, skipping it back a day. Uh, kids man they're crazy absolutely doing well uh yeah my so mine are back in school but today's their like uh at home learning day so yeah uh, i I hear you (laughs) we'll just leave it at kids (laughs) yeah kids (laughs) Um, well uh i i wanted to start um with 16 creative it's uh i've been seeing it advertised on facebook on social media it, it's a new venture, um, and actually, uh, Junkyard Dog was announced last night, I believe. He's yeah, the, the estate signed on to be represented uh, by the brand. So can you talk about um, how the, the two sides came together and what you're hoping to accomplish, not only with uh, the DiBiase sure. name, but uh, Junkyard Dog and maybe some of the other you know prospective sure. people? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh, for just for some context, we, um, you know, this came about, I'm, I'm so honored and, and excited, humbled to work with, uh, a couple of my heroes, you know, these are combat veterans, uh, David Keller and Jared Ashley. Um, David's a Marine. Jared is a, a, a Navy veteran. And so, um, and Jared was a, a pretty successful country music singer too. We, we hooked up at a charity golf tournament up in Akron, Ohio, raising money for a kid's a children's hospital up there. And so anyway, David is one of the guys that was helping him manage his stuff online. And, and he does that for a lot of, of artists in, in Nashville and the country music scene. And we got to talking and, you know, uh, we just really haven't done done anything done well at all or or had any success online and so they were like man let's let's talk and we we got to talk one day about my dad's stuff and i'm like yeah you know the million dollar man could be like a betty white we i mean he really just needs to be revised and and brought to life and and really doing the credit that he deserves right and so um that was the the goal was to help him you know, really monetize his brand and, and, you know, the platform he built, uh, not just monetize, but also promote what, what he's invested in and what he's doing today and, and his ministry work and, and, you know, the great work that he does. And so, uh, it just turned into a business venture. We're like, well, we, we could do this. There's so many other guys that need this once they leave WWE or, or wrestling, you know, it's like, um, well, what now, you know, there's the, the signings and the bookings, but in this day and age, everything lives online. And so, um, they're really good at, uh, you know, my, uh, product development and, you know, the design and, and really creative and, and have additional team and, um, you know, access to resources that, uh, we could do this for a lot of people and not just in the wrestling world, but, uh, in the sports world as well. So, you know, I think we're talking to some football players, a basketball player, uh, 
um, the NBA and, um, you know, guys that are retired. And so, cause that older generation, like my dad's age, you know, they just, and they're like, what's Twitter. I mean, some of them, they get it, you know, but as far as how to, how to capitalize on that, you know, and build campaigns and it's just not, they're just not going to do it. So we want to do that for them. So their legacy lives on, you know, they, they can have a life outside the ring, uh, more successful, uh, more engagement with the fans, enhance their communities, give more access to them, um, and more opportunity for them, um, as well. And so, and then when they're, when they're gone, God forbid, you know, like a junkyard dog who, I don't know if you know this, but he was, uh, my dad's best man <laughs> at him and my mom's wedding. Mm. And so this is, it's a really cool story. You know, uh, God bless his soul. He passed away, uh, fell asleep in a car, um, at the wheel, you know, and, uh, leaving his daughter's, uh, graduation years, years ago. But, um, he's still a known name, you know, any, anybody who's a true friend, fan and, and knows that era knows watch my dad mid South days. And, and I mean, they know JYD. And so we want to, we, we just want to do it justice. You know, we want to give um, his family something that they can be proud of and, you know, tell the story and, and build community. And, and there's a lot of guys that really love JYD. And uh, he was an incredible entertainer and wrestler, but, you know, incredible father, man, as well. And so um, we're excited to be able to do that. You know, it's uh, it's a way to, to serve. Um, you know, they, that's what these guys, I, I love working with them because that's what they're all about. You know, they're, they're, they serve, uh, they, they protected our country and now we're protecting the, the legacy and, and the names of, of guys that sometimes feel left behind, you know? Uh, so that's, that's kind of the, the overview. And there's, there's a lot of guys that we have, you know, that, that we'd love to, to, to get going soon and, and partner with. And so, We'll see. We got some. We got some announcements in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to check it out, it's sixteencreative.com. dot com. The name, the number sixteen spelled out, uh, not the number. But your uh, your dad's on there. You're on there. Uh, uh, Lee Ermy is on there. Um, Jim McMahon, uh, and it breaks down how the partnership came together. It's. Uh, the wrestling connection, I'm sorry, the wrestling collection, the military collection. So, uh, I think it's a really cool initiative. It really caught my eye. It's, uh, it, it, you, what you just shared, you know, the story, the meaning, personal meaning behind it is really cool to see, but it looks great as well. Uh, you also have a new website. It's million dollar Um, just talk about you know bringing the, the 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 wrestling side of you back because I know you retired and you you left yeah. for personal reasons and you know you you kind of said uh, your priorities shifted and you know being a dad like I totally can relate to yeah. uh, you know family comes first but what made this the right vehicle to kind of revisit that for you because right before the announcement you you know you made sure to say like okay i'm not returning to the ring it's not that but it's you know it's still cool to kind of see you dip your toe back in in this way so what what kind of went into that decision just to kind of revisit ted dibiase jr the wrestler 
Well, you know, this was, um, I mean, since I left, you know, I've, I've really, I've been fairly quiet and I've definitely stayed away from the, the, the ring, obviously. Um, and, you know, personally, uh, I think it, it goes way back. And, and the, for the reason that I left was to be a father, you know, um, that was because I didn't have one growing up. I mean, my dad's still here, but I didn't have one present, you know? And so I think there was some almost, um, you know, subconscious bitterness. It wasn't like a direct bitterness. It was just like, uh, I got to get away from this, you know? And, and then I had to recreate myself. Right. I was like, well, if I'm not the wrestler, who am I? You know? So, this I went through this like identity crisis when I when I first left wrestling and uh and even at the end of my career you know it's like well still I was struggling to find you know who who am I what's this next character we had all this success with you know legacy and then it was like the next day they put the belt on me and I'm like oh okay this isn't really me but let's let's roll with it and then you know tried kind of just being me we did the, the DBIC posse and, you know, the, the tailgate parties and, and, uh, and that's me. I'm a laid back guy. So, but it was just trying to find who, who am I? And then leaving there, I was trying to find that, but also figure out, well, how the heck am I going to make a living? You know? And so that really, I chased a lot of things, man, and made a lot of mistakes, uh, you know, uh, bad business partners and, um, you know, just didn't understand, uh, wasn't bad business part is really just not knowing how to protect myself and really not knowing what I was doing, but that's how you learn. You know, you don't, mm -hmm. you don't just jump out there and in, in, in a wrestling ring and, and have a five-star match. It takes, you know, years of practice and hours and, and a lot of pain, you know, so it's had to go through that even when I left and, um, and I was, I, you know, I had this the same desire though to prove myself and um kind of like i did in, in wrestling it was like i had this dream of becoming a wrestler like my dad and wrestling wrestlemania and i did that and you know got to film a movie and i hit all these goals and and then i was like well i gotta i gotta do that again but somewhere else and it wasn't any one thing that i was attaching myself to it was just kind of like whatever opportunities came to me I was like jumping at it, you know, that FOMO type attitude. I don't want to miss out. And I need, I need something to come in, you know, cause this money that I've saved up, it's going to, it's going to go away soon. I wasn't making the top guy money. Yeah. So, um, I, I, about two and a half years, uh, and started, my wife had to go back to work and, and that was a pride thing. I, I was ashamed, which shouldn't have been, um, but I was also being selfish, trying to do too much. I was making risky decisions and ultimately got really depressed. Uh, and, you know, we lost a child October 21st in 2015. And I think part of me kind of blamed. That's, I, I kind of regretted, like, why did I leave? Maybe I should have stayed. You know, and I'd almost lost my, my wife that day as well. And, um, and that was a big turning point for me. And so anyway, then I, I kind of was like, okay, you know, buckle down. Who, who, who are you? You know, 
like instead of instead of serving self, instead of serving Teddy, you know, um, I'm gonna serve other people because you know, uh, I mean, before I started wrestling, I was gonna be a missionary, bro. Like I love I love Jesus. Uh, I'm not pushing on anybody, but um, like I, I'm a, a man, man of faith, and so that I had to make that the central part of my life again. You know, and so my core values are faith, family, love, wisdom, service in that order. And so um, what wrestling did for me, what I realized in hindsight, you spend a lot of time focused on yourself. You know, it's like uh, there's camaraderie and there's a locker room and I miss my brothers. I mean, I got wonderful people there that I love and, you know, miss dearly. But it's really all you're focused on yourself just 24 seven. How can you improve? climb the ladder, grab, you know, the brass ring or whatever. What I realized that, um, you know, the medicine I needed to begin healing, you know, this mental health issue, I had depression and anxiety, um, which I was trying to cope with alcohol and just becoming something, something and somebody I was not, and I didn't want to be, or I didn't want that to be the example for my kids or, or, you know, um, my, my, my character, you know? Um, and so that's that I I started serving my dad's ministry and, and doing stuff here, doing sports camps. And, um, anyway, long story short, I, I, you know, worked a couple different jobs, one in the insurance world and I started networking and, uh, doing leadership training. And that was awesome. That was like pouring into other people, you know, and doing personal development training and, that's become a passion of mine, you know? And so really it's, uh, I'll tell you my favorite, the favorite part of my career WWE was being a spokesperson for the army national guard. And, um, man, I loved going to those bases and those hospitals, which we were only required to go for a couple hours and, and paid to do it. But I'd stay forever because when I was around them, you know, it reminded me of what matters. And, I mean, I, it reminded me that I wouldn't be doing that without them, you know, protecting us and, and sacrificing their lives and, and losing brothers and, you know, and families losing fathers and mothers and them losing limbs. And, you know, these baddest dudes on the planet on Monday and then Tuesday, they're sitting in Walter Reed blown up with missing two legs or, or burned. And, you know, <clears throat> it just put things into perspective. So when this this came along, these guys want to help me. You know, my buddy Jared, uh, uh, we were talking about doing some other stuff together. And he's like, why don't we get y'all like that? Why don't you get connected with the, the wrestling community? That's who you are. I'm like, I don't, that's that's not me, you know, and I've tried to run from it. And honestly, thinking about it, it is it's 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 it is my world. It's it's what, you know, Bible says, whatever work you find to do with your hands, do it with all your heart. Right. I felt so alive in that wrestling ring and I loved, I loved, I loved being with the fans. I loved connecting with them. I missed that so much, man. And so that community and just the, uh, it, it was just that, you know, those, those five, 10, 15 minutes you're out there, whether you're in the ring or, or you're, you're, you know, watching it on TV or you're in the crowd, it's like, you're forgetting about all the bad stuff or the, the worries and the stresses, like, especially in today's time. Right. So, um, but also, I, I love 
put a smile on people's faces. I couldn't believe that when I went into a, a, a children's hospital that I could light up a room and, you know, it's, as, as bad as it hurt, there was, there was this, uh, there was this unsurmountable joy, you know, that I also felt and that you can't put a price on, you know, that, that was priceless. And so, uh, Jared and David and I start talking. They're like, man, we could do this for, for more guys. And I'm like, I'm in because I'm tired of seeing my dad and these guys that, you know, work so hard, beat the crap out of themselves, sacrifice so much time away from their families, you know, to, <clears throat> to be on the, on the road to, to once they leave, it's just like they're on their own. I mean, when you're there, you know, it's not hard you got to show up at the airport on time. You got to show up at the building on time. You got to execute your job in the ring and stay in the gym, stay in shape. It, it's hard. I don't want to minimize it, it being hard, but like, but people take care of you too. Somebody's booking your, your flights and stuff. And uh, when you're going overseas, they, you just, you just get on the bus and you follow the, the sheep, right? You follow the herd mm -hmm. wherever they go. And, <laughs> and, uh, but when you get out, you know, these guys have spent 20 something years in, in the, in the business, like my dad, they don't know how to, you know, they don't know how to market themselves. That's what WWE does. They, they do it better than anybody in the world. You know, it's a marketing machine and it, it's a multi-billion dollar company and, and global brand and they build brands. That's what they do. And so these guys have a name though. And, and there's, there's part of the, those characters. Yes. The WWE owns, but, um, and, and we have to, I, I would love to work with WWE one day on this. Just, Hey, let's, let us do, let's take care of the guys when, when you're done with them, you know, so they don't feel like, well, you know, they made money off of us and, and they only paid us 0.0007% royalties and, we're out there doing all this work and, you know, like show some love for those. It's like veterans, you know, it's like, man, how do, how do we take care of these guys afterwards? And same with, same with football players or baseball players, you know, that find their identity in, in a sport and have never really prepared for what's next because the average life of a typical wrestler is 5.2 years. And I think it's around the same for an NFL football player. Mm -hmm. And this is what they work for. You know, this is what they, they dream of doing all their life. Well, they don't dream of like getting hurt or getting fired and then having to like figure out, well, how do I book myself? How do I build a website? How do, how can I make more money? You know, when they've got this fan base and people that love them and adore them and just want to talk to them and, and that they can, you know, make happy by, you know, communicating with or providing, you know, some products and, and so, that's that that's the vision and <clears throat> that's what i see it's it's really about serving these guys and uh, you know guys that feel maybe lost because we're we're prideful too and we have uh uh egos <laughs> you leave you don't want to ask for help you know you're you're this big macho successful person that everybody sees on the outside but the truth is man when you get done it's there's this moment of like oh man i love the real world and this is nice and uh, I can breathe and there, you know, but then it's kind of daunting if you don't have somebody there to show you how to do what's, what's next or provide opportunity for, you, you know? And so um, 
<laughs> I'll stop there, man. That uh, I am passionate about it, and, and that that was like for me. Uh, uh, okay, this is I am supposed to be. You know, that's this is what the Lord's given me, and you know, He also says whatever work, you know, uh, work as though you're working for the Lord, not for man. And so that's that's what I'm trying to do with my life now. You know, and it's not about Teddy anymore. And being successful, success for me is making other, making these guys successful and, and proud and having something to leave behind for their family and, and a legacy piece, you know, and also, uh, reconnecting with the fans and, and, and the building these communities will be so much fun, you know, and, and I love, I love people. That's the, that's the best part. So, yeah. And, you know, it, it's, I will say it's great to see, you know, you're at a place where, you know, you want to embrace it and want to come back and you're doing it, you know, it's a selfless thing. You're trying to set them up because as you said, you know, a lot of these guys, like they didn't have to deal with that, especially coming from like the seventies or eighties. And I mean, some of the guys, even in the nineties, like social media wasn't a thing. They have to learn how to adapt. And after, you know, decades of doing their way, you know, maybe they don't know how to adapt. So I think this is, you know, right. a, a great project to kind of, you know, to, to learn about. Um, and you, you mentioned, you know, I want to touch on the, the DiBiase posse because yeah. after you were given the, the million dollar belt, you know, that, that seemed like, you know, it was a genuine gimmick and, you know, you said you're a laid back guy and you know was that like did that come from like i'm thinking along the lines of like you know you're you're from the the gulf coast like that louisiana mississippi area so like it's sec football it's you know that's yeah. kind of what it is is that's that right. is that where the genesis was it from it a hundred percent hundred percent you know they say uh i was taught that you know some of the best characters are, are the guys that are really just themselves, but turned up and amped up. And, and that's me. I, I do love SEC football. I love to, to hunt and fish and, and I, I, I cook all the time, you know? So, mm. um, and, it, and it's, it's, you know, in, in fellowship, it's just, that's what we do here. It's faith, fun, fellowship, food, football, you know, whatever. And, uh, and that was me. And, um, you know, it's nice, like I've been performing all my life, like since I was, I don't know how old. And that's one thing I've also realized. And I love helping people, um, that, that struggle with seeking approval or, or, you know, trying to prove themselves by becoming something that they're really not. Um, that is so much work, bro. And you are missing out on so much productivity, uh, efficiency, happiness and joy just being being who you are who god created you to be you know uh and and being authentic and when somebody doesn't accept you for who you are you know that's okay um that that's that's their loss there's somebody else that does you know um and so like but yeah that's where that that generated from now i wish i could have had you know and that's the thing about wwe that they do that when they get behind something, they can push it and they can build it. And I didn't really have any, uh, direction after, um, after the, the, the gimmick with the belt. 
And with the DBIC posse, there just wasn't, there wasn't opportunity. Uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to make excuses. It's, it's, um, there's a, that's a whole business. It's not, it didn't revolve around me. I was an employee. I was there to do my job. And, um, I'm not saying that in a way like, Oh, nobody did anything for me. Uh, was I angry? Yeah. At times. Cause I wanted it. I'm hungry. I'm freaking a hard ass worker, you know? And like, I was like, teach me. <laughs> and so, um, again, that's what we want to do for guys now, but, yeah, that that I wish I could have had more of a chance there. Um, and you know, hey, I I'm not trolling. I'm just saying, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to going back one more time. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would miss it. I, I mean, I miss it so much. I but I don't see that happening uh, at all. Um, but just doing this alone and and seeing my dad back on TV, you know. Uh, and and how much fun and us having conversations it's been like oh man it's 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 creeping back in it's just once it's in you it's in you you know mm-hmm. yeah I, you're not you're not the first and probably not the last to say like you know re- I, I hear people talk about oh well I didn't I never said the word retire and it never leaves right. you and you just mentioned like you're seeing your dad on TV now um, one thing I thought of was I not too long ago spoke with uh mike rotunda he was doing a signing i think he might no it was separate okay so separate appearances but um your your dad did one and then mike did one related but we kind of both agreed that money's timeless and the tax man the you know the villain aspect of the tax man's coming to collect it always works and i know you said that you know, you didn't want the million dollar title. You, you, that wasn't you, but is there a way that it did work for you? Like looking back at it as a positive and maybe is there a way that, you know, the belt coming back, like obviously people remember it with, you know, they look back at it fondly, but is there something like it did for you as a positive that it could maybe help whatever plans they have for it? I don't you know, I don't really know one way or another, yeah. but any any kind of positive spin you would put on it? Oh yeah, I mean, I absolutely. I, you know, the it was um, I didn't own it, and that was all on me. I didn't own what they gave me the opportunity to own, um, and that's that was that's called immaturity, you know, and stupidity. You get an opportunity, um, you, you take it. I, I just didn't make it my own, you know, because that was my dad, right? That mm-hmm. and I did everything I could on the way up. I didn't go straight to WWE. That wasn't my first t- contract, like some other guys I know that are sons of wrestlers. Yeah, and then I, I went to Harley Race. I, I've worked four jobs chasing my dream, you know. In Eldon, Missouri, waking up at eight thirty, five thirty-seven a.m. every morning, four thirty-seven a.m. every morning, you know, to go cut eighteen fairways, and I'd leave there, go to a Hobby grocery store and stock produce, and then I would I would leave there, go train four days a week for four hours, which then I, at, right after that I'd get a workout every night, uh, five nights a week. I'd sweep them off the gym floor at eleven thirty p.m. for free membership there. 
And then on the weekends, I was folding underwear and T-shirts at the Polo Factory Outlet Mall by Lake of the Ozarks for an entire year. And I'm a college graduate, you know, with a business administration degree and wondering, you know, will this work? Can I do it? Well, I make it and nobody's there to, to wake me up, get me out of bed. And, but, you know, uh, and, and tell me don't quit, which I wanted to so many times because we trained like Japanese train. You know, we mm. did thousand squats every day. And uh, guys, that gives me PTSD. <laughs> but, you know, and and I wouldn't trade that for the world because it showed me what's in, in what I'm what I've got inside me. And, and uh, you know, so. Anyway, when I when that happened, it was like I, I that was so nobody could say that I rode my dad's coattails, you know. So getting the belt almost immediately, it was uh, it wasn't a sense it wasn't the sense of pride uh, that I would take in it today, you know, because I was I guess up until that point I had done all I could to distance myself from being. Uh, the million dollar man son, right? Mm-hmm. Which uh, now, which I'm so proud to be, but uh, I needed to know that I could do it, right? And so <clears throat> it was hard for me to own, but I could tell you right now, that would be a different story today. And uh, that w- there would be more pride and more understanding with, with time comes maturity. And, you know, um, there's a lot of things I would have done different. Uh, looking back hindsight, but yeah, I could see positive. The, the, the positive is, um, I know what I did wrong. I didn't make it my own. And until you do that, like it, it, it it's, it's just, it's not going to work. Right. And so, but it is, that's who I am. You know, uh, it doesn't define me. That's the difference. Uh, but it's part of me. And, uh, it's like, not everybody's happy with every part of their life. Nobody can decide who their father or mother is or where they're born. You can't decide what you look like or how tall you are like somebody else did, or, you know, you, that just is not something you can control. And what you have to learn is, uh, you got to learn how to control the controllables, but with the uncontrollables, you know, you got to learn how to respond to those and everybody's got a choice. And, <laughs> I think we make like 84,000 choices a day, you know, like, I don't know how many of those are subconscious, but you got a choice to, to, you know, own who you are and be happy with who you are, you know, operate in your strength zones and, you know, quit trying to appease other people and appeal to other people or be something that you're not so that you're accepted by people that you really don't want to be around anyway, you know, because, they're not you because they didn't accept the real you in the first place or you, sh- you had to be something that you weren't to become, you know, uh, welcomed by them. And and that's the same with wrestling. You know, it was like me trying to become something that I, I didn't that or me pushing something away or, you know, almost trying to, like, have this inner st- tug of war with, with me and the fan. What, you know, I didn't want the fans to associate that with me. I wanted them to see me you know, uh, be Ted DiBiase Jr., Theodore Marvin DiBiase Jr. <laughs> and so um, I don't know if that makes sense, but that's that's uh, the, the positive is, you know, once we realize the weaknesses in our life, we can begin to, to fix them. And, um, 
you know, you turn them into strengths. You do as much as you can to, you know, uh, improve our weaknesses, but you operate the strengths of and own what you got, you know? Yeah. I, you know, I, I understand it on, you know, some level, like I'm named after my dad too. So I've always felt like in a way like, okay, I want to make myself stand out, but at the same time, you, you, you know, you know, you're, you're, come to a point where you're proud of like, okay, that's why I got my name and this is what I want to do with it. So, you know, I get that. Um, obviously, you know, you just went over, you share a name with him. That's a very important part of, you know, the, the family in the wrestling business, but you're always linked to Cody and legacy in, in a way too. Like um, what, what was that? like just jump jumping into that because that was you know you you still were ted dibiase jr but it was yeah. not as uh i don't know if this is the right way to put it but like it wasn't beating you over the head as much right. as it, it could have been where it was okay this is ted's kid and this is dusty's kid it was just no they're uh. they're second gen or you know multi-generation wrestlers and that's the the common tie and then with randy and yeah. uh you know what what was that like was did that make it easier for you to make your debut on tv did that make it more difficult yeah no it 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 totally made it easier you know it's because it's a it's a lonely road you know growing up in the spotlight and being the son of a celebrity is not easy you know, everybody's like oh that must have been so cool well no <laughs> it it yes i'm uh there are parts of it that are, but I would say more of it is not, you know, because, um, yeah, I got to watch my dad wrestle Hulk Hogan in Madison square garden and, you know, Andre, the giant picking me up by my head while he's sitting in a chair in the, in the locker rooms. And <laughs> I, that was, that sounds fun, but, um, you know, you go through life being the wrestler's kid or the son of the million dollar man, or, you know, uh, people know you, but they don't know you, mm. you know what I mean? Um, and so to be there, Cody was amazing. You know, um, that was such a blessing. Uh, we got to ride together. We instantly had a common bond and man, that dude, he showed me the ropes and, you know, um, just that yeah, it was, it was like having a brother, you know, I, and I have two brothers that I, we had dreams of wrestling together with, you know, and I, being tag team champions, but that never happened because, you know, they both suffered, uh, injuries and, um, but that Cody was like having a brother on the road, you know? And, um, and, and with Randy joining him, um, that was, it just felt right. I don't know, dude, that, that legacy run was so much fun. And, um, uh, that was that it's, I don't know. It's just, you couldn't, couldn't put your finger on it. It was just good. And it, and it worked. And, um, that was, uh, you know, it was nice to not feel alone and feel like I finally found my place and, you know, yeah, it's a lot of hard work getting there and, you know, turning a dream into reality and all that. And then getting to, um, experience that, with those guys for that little amount of time in my life was, it, it was cool. It made me realize the importance of, of, you know, brotherhood and camaraderie and, 
being able to surround yourself with like-minded people and, and, you know, people that get you, you know, we, we each understood what, what the other person went through. We had different lives in different places and, you know, different parents, but we had a lot of similarities and, you know, uh, a lot of the same pressures to, to live up to a name, to, you know, carry on a torch or a legacy to, you know, um, to not screw up, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a, a, a magnifying glass on you when you're, when you come from a, a lineage, you know, there's this like built in expectation, you know, whether it's other people putting it on you or, or just you putting it on yourself, you know, you can't help it. It's just there. There's an expectation to um, be as good or better than the one before. Um, and, and there's a lot of scrutiny that comes along with that, you know? And so, um, yeah, it, that was really awesome to be able to step into that and have those guys and it gave me comfort and, and, but it might've, it might've hurt me, you know, might've, might've got me too comfortable. And, um, cause you, it kind of felt like it was just gonna, that was going to last forever. And then we were going to have this magical separation and it was just, you know, and then I, they had this plan for me and like, surely you're not going to put all this time into us and build us up and put us in all these great, you know, angles and, and then not have a plan. Well, there was no plan. Like WrestleMania, we imploded and had our match. Like I remember sitting out by the ring with Michael Hayes is like, so Teddy, what, uh, what do you want to do next? I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what, what are y'all going to do with me next? I mean, I was so used to getting there and every day I got there and then somebody handed me a script. You're in two segs, you're in three segs. Uh, you got this match, here's your promo. And I thought that's how it worked, you know? And, um, and you know, that, that could have been a test to really just, you know, show me that's, that's, that's not normal. You know, just step in there and get spoon fed. That doesn't happen all the time. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know. It's funny reflecting on that. That's kind of, that, that, it's interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it hurt me, but I'm grateful for it because personally, it, um, uh, I, I did learn a lot from it mm-hmm. and those guys and, um, and they're, they're killing it and crushing it. And, uh, you know, uh, man, I, I, I love them. Miss those guys. Is there a match, like, if I am putting you on the spot, whether it's from that era or just your career in general that, you know, maybe you want to be most remembered for or one that particularly stands out in your mind is one that really represents, you know, your best work or just any anything that stands out like that? Oh, man. Uh, it's so funny. I, I, I've never never watched myself, you know, I've never, I never watched, I did it first and I just hated watching my matches, you know? Um, but I, uh, I remember, um, I love wrestling Daniel Bryan, obviously. Um, like we, I think we had a pay-per-view match that was really good. I can't remember which one it was. Uh, but it was just a lot of fun, man. It was, crowd was into it and, you know, it was so easy and, and just, it was just awesome. I would, would have loved to wrestle him more. Um, 
And then there was one, uh, I think it was when my dad actually came and was a GM. It wasn't really a wrestling match. It was uh, a moment I had with Randy Orton. Me and Randy wrestled. I didn't fight back. They told me not to fight back. And this was mm-hmm. a buildup to WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, us building that tension of like, you know, we're all going to go our separate ways. Um, and that, that was, that was cool, dude. It, it was theater, you know? Um, I didn't, I didn't find, it wasn't, you know, this wrestling clinic. It, it was, it was psychology. And I remember he, I just let him push me around and slap me and I didn't fight back. And, you know, and then finally, uh, I turn around, I shove him and I get in his face and you could, I'm, I'm getting chills talking about it. You could feel it. It was just like, oh, and they wanted it. They wanted me to just punch him in the mouth, you know? And afterwards, it was so good that I was, I was told, uh, I was going to wrestle John Cena on the, uh, to, on this upcoming European tour we were going to have to get ready for a WrestleMania match against Randy. Um, and it was going to be a singles at first. Mm-hmm. After that night, it changed. Um, and it should have, it shouldn't have been a single. So it should have been a triple threat, you know, but you know, that back, I didn't play backstage politics. I didn't have anybody like, you know, in my corner and that's, that's very real. And so, um, not that I'm, I'm unhappy with how it turned out, but that match, dude, that was, uh, that was a magical moment. I, I just, Missed that. And some of my favorite ones were with The Undertaker, but those were not televised uh, overseas. And um, some of the triple threats we had with DX and, and Taker and, you know, these sold out crowds across Europe. Oh, my God. Uh, that was it was just so much fun. And we weren't you know, we didn't have a time limit and we go out there and just have a blast for 30, 40 minutes, whatever we wanted to do. And, uh, yeah, wish some of those could have been on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the, the pay-per-view match that you were talking about, it might've been elimination chamber. I think it was it the U S title match. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that elimination chamber. Um, yeah, I, I, I gotta ask, um, I don't know if you're aware of it, but the, the Cody story at Starcast a couple years ago where, where, uh, he said he told a story about how you you were supposed to kick out and you didn't. Uh, the uh, where's that referee? Are you trying to fuck on me? Uh, yeah. Do you want to share I, your side? Look, I'm just gonna say this: that dude, he will say something and beat it, uh, beat a dead horse with it. That I, I may have said uh, he tried, he tried to f me, but. The, the, uh, I don't know where he got, you know, the, he's going, he, he tried to F on me. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm, I'm trying not to cuss in front of the kiddies. Uh, um, yeah, I understand. That's, but yeah, I, look, <laughs> that dude knows how to blow something up. I, I think it's hilarious. It, it's, uh, probably a shot at me. He, you, he would do that all the time. 
and he make he make something up that somebody said, and he just screaming out nonstop in the locker room, and yeah, and then everybody would adopt it, and so, uh, yeah, I, I was pissed because I didn't I did kick out. You can go back and watch it, but we had had a meeting that day. The, you know, with the referees are they're gonna they're gonna count you out if if you don't kick out. And man, uh, I did kick out. And this I can't remember his name. What was his name? Uh, little short guy. Oh gosh. Anyway, yeah, I I was hot. Maybe I did. Uh, I was pissed. I said I said a lot of cuss words when I came through there. So. Um, but that, Cody, a dude can tell a story. I can tell you, he can uh, fabricate one too. <laughs> he, he's he's very much uh, a promoter. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hey, I I had to ask whether you know whether it was the the clean version for the kids or not. It's Starcast weekend. It was like three years ago, and that was like a huge thing that happened. But. Um, you know, I, I thank you for for clarifying, and uh, thank you for spending uh, the afternoon yeah. talking to me about your career and what you're up to. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm really excited to see what's next for for you for 16 Creative. Um, I, I think it's a really cool thing that you're doing. Um, it, it caught my eye when I saw it. I, I fi- figured it would be best to. You know, reach out to you and try to catch up with you. Um, yeah. I know I know you don't do too many interviews, so I really appreciate this. Um, if people want to check it out, yeah. it's sixteen the word spelled out sixteen creative dot com. Um, when we share the interview, we'll put up some links uh, and, and and keep stay tuned for for what's next. Uh, Ted Seniors up there. You have Ted Junior on Million Dollar Son, as I mentioned, uh, Junkyard Dog. It, it was just announced. So there's a lot rolling out from that. Um, yeah. Thanks very much for your time, man, today. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Hey, bro. Thank you. I, I appreciate you inviting me and reaching out. You know, uh, you you definitely are the first and, and I hope this will be first of many and, and um, you know, us staying connected in, in this crazy world of, of wrestling that, um, I forgot how much I missed. So thank you for giving me a voice today. I appreciate it.